0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900
1: CHML. Last week on the program, we uh, we talked about the potential deal between Stelco and Bedrock and a number of other people, and we uh, had hoped, I guess, like a lot of other people, that maybe, maybe we saw a light at the end of the tunnel and this thing was coming to some sort of a conclusion. Uh, however, when we talked with Gary Howe from uh, Local 1005 here in Hamilton, uh, he told us that both uh, he and, uh, of course, Bill Ferguson at 8782 out in uh, Natico, are not on side with this, and uh, so we have to wonder what's happening and what are the ramifications of signing the deal or not signing the deal. Joining us to talk about this is Marvin Ryder, of course, business professor at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University. He joins us here in studio. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you, Bill. You look like you're in summer mode already. This I, is I am. I am. After this weekend, I have to be in summer mode now. Well, I'm, I'm with you, too, psychologically, anyway. Right. Uh, first of all, before we get into the reaction of the two unions involved in this, uh, give me your, your overview on, on the story from last week with Bedrock and and Stelco, which we now call Stelco. It used to still be U.S. Steel Canada. Right. Where are they, and, and, and is this good news or bad news right well we're coming we're coming to a key
0: decision point later this week the various creditors who are owed money are going to vote on a proposal to settle Now, just to recap where we are, uh, Bedrock has already spoken to the Ontario government. The Ontario government has found a way forward that they can agree on. They have decided to put this land in a land trust, so that issue around environmental concerns is being dealt with that way. Uh, They've now met with um, U.S. Steel in the United States, and they're happy with the deal so far. Uh, They met with the salaried workers and pensioners, and they have a deal there. What they don't have is a deal, a, a collective agreement, with either of the two locals, the one in Hamilton or the one in Nanticoke, but they're supposed to have a vote with the creditors later this week. I'm going to say to you, because I think uh, U.S. Steel's weight in those creditors is so strong that it will be passed, and this will then go to the judge to say, look, we now have a way forward, Judge. And what will the judge do? Uh, Many people are worried that he would impose a settlement upon the unions. I don't think he will do that. But I think he would say, look, if we've got every other piece of this puzzle together, union, and you're the odd person out, let's see if we can find some way, maybe binding arbitration or something, to find some way forward for you to sign on. And then this company, like the Phoenix, can emerge from bankruptcy protection and be its own standalone company.
1: There were a lot of skeptics uh, back uh, when these negotiations started and the court-ordered uh, uh, proceedings were going on that this, t- this company's never going to get off its feet again, and, and, or on its feet again, rather, and, and start to rise. Uh, are you more optimistic now than you mm-hmm. were two, three years ago?
0: Absolutely. So I would have been one of those that were worried because there just did not seem to be any white knight to come in riding over the hill, and that this company, on its own, just didn't seem to be sustainable. Now, a couple of things have happened. So the last quarter of 2016 uh, ended December 31st. The company actually was profitable, not hugely so, but profitable. So that was a step towards sustainability, but I just didn't feel that that was enough profit. To sustain the venture through some bumpy times there's always going to be bumpy times in primary metals Mm -hmm. they needed a white knight and the only white knight is bedrock but bedrock to their credit have found ways to get all these different people to sign on board so right now i'm feeling like 75 percent now if the unions don't sign on and draw a line in the sand I guess my my worry here is since there's nobody else warming up in the bullpen, what's their alternative suggestion to Bedrock? Bedrock, having called them a bit of a white knight, is not completely a white knight because Bedrock does not make steel for a living. That's what would really give me a little more confidence. Bedrock is like a house flipping organization. They buy a house that's a bit distressed, make it a little better, and flip it to somebody else when the market improves. And that's really the game plan here. Bedrock will uh, take over Stelco, improve its fortunes, make it work a little better. But when steel starts to pick up as an industry, which is maybe in two or three years, then they'll flip it to somebody else. Just like happened a decade ago with Appaloosa Capital coming in and then flipping it to U.S. Steel. It's a vicious cycle at the moment. And again, I know this is what drives the union crazy. They want guarantees that this will never, ever happen again.